Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. For many of us, these past three months have been disconcerting, disorienting. We miss friends and, in some cases, families and hobbies. And, okay, some of us miss crowded bars. But things can be even more strange for those who experience the world differently than the majority. If you're deaf, everyone around you wearing masks can make lip reading impossible. And if you're blind, it can be hard to keep others at arm's length and still move with confidence. Last week, I talked to Colleen Burtis. She's the coordinator for the deaf and hard of hearing at Paraquad. And Paraquad, of course, is the St. Louis nonprofit that aims to empower people with disabilities. Colleen is herself deaf, and she spoke with me through an interpreter. I started the conversation by asking her what it's been like to communicate with others during this pandemic at a time when work meetings are done via video call and people wear masks in stores. Really, it's going great. All that I have to do is um, I pin the video so that I can have access to the interpreter that's also connected to the meeting the whole whole time, and that's been going great so far. Okay, so there's an interpreter who then joins in that call, um, and they're helping you uh, to be able to get what you need so that that system works for you. Yes. Um, and also, if I have any questions or if I want to jump into a discussion, then the interpreter uh, can see me as well, and then they, they are my voice for that meeting. Um, so I'm there and present the whole time. Tell me how it works for you as you're seeing somebody who's wearing a mask and you're trying to communicate with them. What sort of challenges does that add? I have been lucky here at work with uh, social distancing. Uh, They'll socially distance and then pull their mask down a little bit so that I'm able to read their lips. That's great. So at work, it's working good. Tell me what it's like out in the general public. I know at, say, most grocery stores these days, masks are required. Is that a problem for you? Grocery store, no. Uh, It's not been a problem there because you go in, you get what you got to get, you pay, you know, at the machine, sometimes uh, self-checkout. But, for example, like a home improvement store or a lighting store, um, a lot of people at this time are doing renovations, you know. So that's where we have kind of been going. Um, And those stores are where we're struggling because we'll have several questions, you know, about which product is better or recommendations. And some people just aren't real nice about it. So I tell them, you know, would you mind having another person help me? Because I need someone that can communicate with me better. And so that's been, I've had some success doing that. Okay, so in those stores where you don't have to make small talk, you can just get in there, get what you need, check out, that's all working good. But those sort of interactions that we all get used to having with clerks, it sounds like that's a problem. You say there's some people that haven't been nice about it. Um, Tell me a little bit about that. Do people just not understand why you need this? I think it's more that they don't understand um, or... They're protecting themselves, too. I have to remember that. They're protecting their, their health and safety. And I kind of understand that. It's been, it's been kind of hard. I've been actually avoiding going certain places where people don't know me. I tend to go to places that I frequent and people kind of know who I am. I've lived in, uh, on the south side of the city for over 20 years. So I tend to go to the same places and see the same people that know who my husband and I are. 
So we've heard some talk about um, people advocating for some sort of clear mask. Do you have any sense of whether that would be something that would that would help solve the problem for you? Well, it has been working for me. I don't know about other uh, deaf people in the community. I do know that Missouri Commission for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing, they're a state agency, and they have uh, sent out an email uh, last week, I believe it was, saying that they were able to procure, they got a large donation of, of clear masks, and so they were able to distribute them to the whole state of Missouri, uh, if you're a Missouri resident only. And so um, you're able to make an order, um, and so I, got, I ordered some, and we'll see how it goes. That's great. So these are, um, at this point, I'm being really, circulated. Really- Yeah, I can send you the links that you can look at those yourself, okay? Yeah, and I would love to include that on our website for people who are curious about that. That, That's at stlpublicradio.org. We'll make sure to get that link up there. Um, So it sounds like this is a solution for those who... It's for Missouri residents only. That's the only caveat. Okay, so Missouri residents might be able to get their hands on these. But I imagine that's probably going to be a really small percentage of the population wearing them. Um, What would you want people to know who are encountering somebody who's deaf or hard of hearing and they don't have access to a mask like that just be patient if a deaf person can't understand you and maybe back up a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, and pull your mask down uh, so that we can understand each other while still social distancing and I can lip read you Uh, many deaf people can lip read but understand that's not universal so I can't speak for all deaf people's preferences Mm mm-hmm so that might be something that would work, and that works even if people back up and get that good six foot, six feet or more of space in there. You're saying you can uh, read lips at that distance. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that's so that's great to know. Um, so there are some solutions here. Clear masks on the way. Lip reading can work. People can step back. Anything else you'd want people to know who um, just want to do the right thing, but just don't have the information they need to know about um, just how to be a good ally to people who are deaf or, or dealing with being hard of hearing. Just try to understand that you know, a person points to their ears and shakes their head. Obviously, they're trying to indicate that they're deaf and they can't hear you. Um, sometimes I've noticed, like, I'm in the store kind of perusing, and then someone, one of the staff will try to talk to me from behind, and then I don't hear them, obviously, and so they'll tap me a little bit too hard, which mm-hmm. is shocking because they don't realize I'm deaf. Or sometimes they get very, very um, upset. They think that I'm not trying to pay attention to them or they'll think that I'm making it up that I have hearing loss and it's like no I apologize I'm deaf could you repeat what you were trying to say so that's just kind of how we navigate the the world well Colleen Burtis I want to thank you so much for joining us today oh thank you very much for having me and you have a wonderful day bye-bye And that was Colleen Burtis. She's the coordinator for the deaf and hard of hearing at Paraquad. And she spoke to me last week through an interpreter. Small world, that interpreter was Nicole DeVore of Paraquad. She was a guest on our show just last month. Now, Nick Silver has a perspective that is both similar and different from Colleen's. He is the owner and a massage therapist at the Human Repair Shop. He is almost completely blind. He started losing his eyesight when he was four. And he's here today to talk about how the pandemic has affected him. So Nick Silver, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, Nick, you're a single dad with six kids. I imagine this pandemic would be really complicated even if you weren't blind. How are you hanging in there? 
it's been an adventure uh for sure um the kids are kids are wonderful though you know the kids are good to have and they keep you busy and uh you don't have a lot of time just to sit around and do a whole lot of nothing even when you know work is shut down so um it's been fun it's been interesting it's been a, a learning curve you know outside of even the, the norm. Yeah, I mean, six kids. You you have a sense of, of optimism and just a, a sense of, uh, of good spirits that, that shines through. And I'm sure that comes in handy with six to wrangle. Uh, but this coronavirus, it has changed so many things in life. I'm wondering, what has the biggest complication been for you as a blind man? Oh, the biggest thing I would probably have to say, well, I enjoy working. So um, the business shutting down, back in mid-March was, was hard, um, mm-hmm. trying to keep up with, you know, expenses and bills and, and whatnot. And then the biggest, I guess the biggest thing was really about um, e-learning with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they they conduct their schoolwork on Chromebooks, and the Chromebooks are not as accessible as an Apple product. Um, in my home, uh, we have what I have, what I refer to as an Apple orchard. I have a lot of Apple products. So, um Accessing their schoolwork on their Chromebooks was a bit of a challenge, and I had to rely on them um, being honest, really, um, and being honest about what they were doing and and what they were doing. And being able to communicate with teachers um, was a big thing to help get through some of it. Um, It was still a challenge, and it wasn't easy. And uh, on on that end, it it was kind of frustrating. So that would probably be the biggest thing outside of, you know, the normal things that you have to do, going to the grocery store, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And these Chromebooks, um, these are something that their district was mandating, not realizing that they're not really compatible with with what you need um, as somebody who who doesn't have sight. Yeah, so it's found in most most districts use them now. It's it's pretty standard within academia, and um, it's it's frustrating. They they uh, I guess they're cheaper. I get I get that they're cheaper, and they 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 allow a lot more flexibility when it comes to the programming side of the software, but. It becomes a challenge when it comes to someone like myself, because if they did have, like, say, an Apple iPad or a MacBook Pro, Mm -hmm. I could simply go into that system, press two buttons, and access their entire system. So. Wow. As, as a Mac user myself, I'm, I'm really happy to know that they have, have put the technology to work so that it makes sense for you. That's that's really oh, great yeah. to hear. It's been since 1994, and, uh, and uh, Steve Jobs was kind of spearheaded that back back in 94, and it's kind of been in the interface of Apple products ever since. And um, I'm a I'm a huge proponent of them. I use them uh, on a daily basis, and you'll be familiar with the keys on your MacBook. Um, if you press Command F5 on your MacBook, um, a program will activate called VoiceOver, and that's what I use uh, 99% of the day in my life, and which which helps me become as independent as I am today. Wow, and that's that's just great to hear. And I'm sorry the Chromebooks proved such a complication. I understand one of the other really big complications for you is that you're a really good long distance runner, and no- <laughs> normally you do that with a guide. So how has the I pandemic and, and people trying to stay distant? How has that affected your running? So I actually haven't run since February 20th. Oh, I'm that, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, of course, as you know, it's kind of hard to, to socially distance while guide running, um, but. Um, it, I, so I haven't run, but I, I did go ahead and I tried to invest in a gym in my basement because um, I also I also um, ended up going through a separation right at the beginning of the pandemic. So um, I in my new home, I went ahead and tried to build me a small gym um, since I couldn't go to the gym, of course. So mm-hmm. I went out and bought me a treadmill, and I, I had a, a personal trainer uh, 
friend of mine at uh, Freedom Fitness downtown. Uh, he was giving up a lot of equipment, so he let me buy some of that off of him. And that really came through um, in the thick of it when I really tried to focus on uh, staying in shape and staying active because mm-hmm. I, I love running and it's it's what I do. But as I lose more and more sight, it becomes a more of a challenge. And, um, you know, also I played deep baseball during this time of year, too. And that got canceled a couple of weeks ago. So it's been a, you know, sports have, you know, are, are, are my life and blind mm-hmm. sports in particular. And they... They've all been taken away. (laughs) I'm sorry. And and in terms of that treadmill, I know so many runners hate using treadmills because, you know, Uh, they like the visual variety of looking around. How does a treadmill work for you? Oh, man, it's it's a challenge. So I've been trying to – so I bought this treadmill, and in the gym, um, it's it's a little easier because the – the treadmill's in the gym. Um, it's it's a little more well lit, and my basement isn't the best lit, so I can kind of use the limited vision I have to kind of focus on some other things other than um, what I'm doing. But in my basement, I can only really focus on the um, the digital readout on it, mm-hmm. the, the light that comes from that, to be able to focus and be able to know where I am in relation to uh, the treadmill. I also use the um, the safety features on the treadmill. There's a there's a rip cord that I can use to hold on to. Mm-hmm. That if I get too far back or you know I get kicked off the treadmill, it will automatically stop. So those functions are nice. Um, but as I lose more and more sight, I do try to figure out different ways that I can. And there are techniques that are out there that we've I've seen that have been developed. And I've also been trying to be innovative and develop other techniques in order to um, you know adapt once I do lose the remaining sight that I do have. You know, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, I just kind of treadmills still suck even if you're blind (laughs) well it's good to know there's something all runners can agree on treadmills suck i want to just state that for the record here um and so nick in our final minute here what's one change that you would like to see to the world that would make things easier for people who who are dealing with blindness um just like the person said before um who's deaf you know people patients will patients will take you a long way uh, when it comes to dealing with someone dis- with a disability, because most of us are willing to educate whoever it is, whether you're familiar or unfamiliar. And so, if you just if if you just you know um, exhibit a little patience and allow us to let you know what we need, um, the world would be a, a, a better place. We we just want to be as normal as you know the next people. You know, we're parents, we're we're business owners, we are, you know, we're we're people. We just have you know do things a little differently and you know we uh you know we're people so a little patience goes a long way so you'd want people to show some patience and it sounds like if they have questions or they're not sure how to accommodate you they should just ask you're you're happy to fill them in just ask i'm always willing to educate i was willing to help out to make the world more accessible because that's the one thing that we're missing you know the world to be we just need the world to be more accessible and, and people more willing to open up to accessibility and what it is that we we need, even if it's in the workplace, you know, when it comes to jobs and when it comes to, you know, everyday life, you know, everything, everything that you do, we want to do too. Hmm. Well, that's a, that's a perfect note to end on. And Nick Silver, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.